Hi, my friends. Welcome to Sort of Brilliant, a show where the characters are made up and the sorting absolutely does matter. My name is Rachel. And I'm her best friend and co-host, Lauren. Every other week, we're going to invade a fandom and determine whether your favorite character belongs in Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. We're the Harry Potter podcast that talks way more about any other franchise. Here, we use the sorting structure from Harry Potter as a common language without supporting the author or her beliefs. As for the sorting itself, there's bound to be some arguments along the way. But in the end, we're always right. According to us. Uh, according to us. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the first episode of the year. It is a new year. It's 2023. Um, lots happened that <laughs> we started recording this episode. We have a whole 40 minutes talking about Elsa somewhere. You'll never hear it. Um, because no, we decided won't. not to put an episode out the first week of January. This was supposed to be She-Hulk. I, Rachel's super disappointed because she recommended that we we cover that. Show, so disappointed. She's very upset. But we yeah. decided that we're still going to do Frozen. We need a little break. You know, we've never taken a break in our two years. And um, we just, uh, we needed one. So we did it. And now Rachel and I are together. Um, That's true. We're There's a wall separating us. And we're sacrificing our special friend time <laughs> to do this episode for you. So why don't you all just let it go? Uh, and listen to wow. us. Wow. You like that reference? Yeah, that was Talk very about um, like radio mic DJ. Thank you. That's what I was going for. Welcome to Why don't you just let it go? Yeah. It's sort of brilliant. Yeah. Welcome to 2023. Anyway, that's Love about that. as low key as it's going to get probably. So <laughs> we're, yeah, probably. Um, we're sorting Frozen. I love Frozen. This is our first Disney movie. It's not the Disney movie we thought we would do first because Rachel and I are whores for Hercules. Um, but we're waiting so for them true. to fuck up the live action before we, <laughs> we go. Yeah, we want to get upset organically yeah. and, and yeah. then hop on and we yell We want here. you all to hear us be just really mad. Upset. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because even when they get the casting wrong, we'll go see it. Just so to, true. To hate bone to it. I don't know. Um, exactly. Any, anyway. Yeah. So Frozen. We watched Frozen 2 today because um, I told Rachel if I had a nickel for every time we've seen Frozen 2 together, I would have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird because it's happened twice. So it when has. Frozen first came out, I saw it in theaters because I loved the first Frozen. I went and saw the second one with my mom. came out in 2019, I think. So I saw mm. it right before I moved to D.C. with her. Um, and then during the pandemic, because of the pandemic, Disney put it out on Disney Plus earlier than they were releasing movies at the time. Like, you remember how it used to take like six months between theatrical release and then DVD release? Yeah. Disney was like, oh, pandemic, that's so sad. Have Frozen 2 six, mm. <laughs> three months early. <laughs> so <laughs> Rachel and I that watched nice. it together. It was nice of them, wasn't it? At least they could do. Um, so Rachel and I watched it together the first time um, and really liked it. I told her today that I actually think the sequel is better than the first one. I don't know if she agrees with me after seeing it again. She didn't remember anything about it. But it's we were being like, this is not a movie for children, which it's not. Like It's really not. I mean, I think that was the thing for me that um, I like the first one because it is very much for kids. And that's cute. And um, there are themes in there that I appreciate. I think kids need uh, I need to understand. And I liked that. But in this one... I feel like like my daughter's six, she would certainly not understand the like the nuances of what's going on emotionally through the right. characters in this film. It's very, very heavy. Like we both cried. We both laughed. It's it's <clears throat> heavy. Um it feels like it's more for adults or like parents who are watching with their kids and the kids mm-hmm. are like, Yay, Olaf and right. yeah. we're crying and sobbing. Um, cause it's a lot, <laughs> very good movie. I do think in, in many ways it is better than the first one. That's really hard for a sequel. 
it is very hard for a sequel. Although DreamWorks seems to be incredible at that sort of thing. So who knows? Maybe Disney took some yeah. Greenworks, DreamWorks juice. I'm hoping for an Encanto sequel. I think there will that be one. That would be nice. Um, for all my Abuela haters out there, <laughs> like hopefully she's gone in the next one. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Rachel wishing death upon an old if lady. You heard Abba it here first. If has a hundred uh-huh. haters, mm-hmm. I am in that group. If she has one hater, I am that hater. If she has okay. no haters, I have left this earth. Okay. I fucking hate Abuela. I know you do. You don't like Abuela. Um, no. And my anyway. husband's worse, so she really should watch her back. <laughs> um, anyway. But back to Frozen, where yeah, Abuela is Frozen. not there. Try to give you the cliff notes of what you missed in the 40 minutes that we did record and decide never to put out there. Um, Yeah, it was a a lot of rambling. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. But she's also asexual. There's that, too. Just so you know. Representation. Um, We also had the epiphany that it's almost like an allegory for kids who are differently abled, which is really cool. It really does feel that way. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just like Frozen. I love Frozen. Elsa's powers are the coolest coolest powers i would absolutely take ice powers you know man power. the, it's re- they are really fucking cool they're really different than um, she makes that pretty ass shit like she makes pretty she's stuff. not just making like freezing things she's like making all these like designs and shit like she's got an artistic mind yeah she does yeah um so you want to talk about her? it's just so funny because we had sorted them back when um when we watched together when it first came out yeah so we knew what it was going in it wasn't like podcast existed Pro- probably yeah, yeah 2019. we probably yeah. watched it in like spring 2020 well hey our brand hello we've been doing this forever <laughs> true, before but, yeah, we that is why this podcast exists it's so, so true yeah um so going into it today it's the first time we've watched it since then and it was just like listen don't disagree with us okay i feel very <laughs> confident in these sorts um i th- let's just start with elsa because i can't wait to talk about elsa <laughs> the most well they're all obvious but extremely obvious she's a slytherin big Um, time i don't know i guess you could try to argue ravenclaw but you absolutely could go nowhere near emotional houses like she is just not we talked about today actually we you really we the movie ended and rachel was like she just wanted to be free and then she was like (laughs) she was like there was no she was like because we were watching Kristoff, you know, she takes her hair out of her braid or whatever at the end. So she lets her hair down. It's like the uh, symbolism or whatever. And Kristoff's like, oh, did you do something different with your hair? And she's just like, huh, yeah. And then like walks away. <laughs> she's, she's like, like yeah, she something like that. never date an emotional <laughs> no. house. I was like, no, absolutely not. She's definitely the type. No, because there only, are Slytherins that really only, love Gryffindors. Because yeah. oh, um, y'all know, like we've done enough mm-hmm. Slytherin-Gryffindor pairings mm-hmm. on here, like romantic ones. She couldn't, she couldn't do it. They are not the Ross and Rachel she, of the Frozen world. <laughs> she might be able to do like a, she could do an extreme right or an extreme left, I think. But that's just because they're so. I don't think an extreme right. I don't agree with you. I don't think she would be taken by that at all. No. Nope. Or like a. A duke? No. The only emotion house <laughs> I think she can handle is a Hufflepuff because it will remind her. You don't, but I think she could definitely take an extreme. Like I, I could see her in Bucky Barnes. I don't, I don't think it's, it's the right thing for her though. I would prefer All to right. see her with a Ravenclaw or All a right. Hufflepuff. I'll take it. <laughs> Not a Hufflepuff. Another Slytherin. I don't, I couldn't. Or all we could be. She, yeah. I don't think she could date a Hufflepuff. Mm. We'll get there. So, um, <laughs> so, but she clearly, 
um, is a logic house. And she clearly is very in her own head. Like, she feels different for obvious reasons. Like, do we really need to, we to, need to go into, into the whole why I mean, is she different? Look at her powers. I mean, let's start listing. Yes, she's different. She is obviously a chosen one. Like, we learn in the second movie that she's, like, chosen to be the fifth element or whatever, right? right. To, like, save the forest. Um, so she gets these special powers. And so, I mean, it's... I don't even know because it's so classically a Slytherin story. I don't even know what points to point out. Right. All right like well, just she, going through like Frozen One. Yeah. She like she loves her powers. She uses them to make her sister happy. She has a very, very clearly defined circle. It's Anna. And then she lets in the three other people Anna cares about. And that's it. Yeah, literally. And it yeah, is. They're extensions so, of her yeah, person. And her, her parents, basically. But then they die. Right. Um, and so... <laughs> And so she's using her powers to make Anna happy. And then she accidentally hurts Anna. And that's when she becomes terrified of herself. And she, you know, like lets that fear get to her and like slowly destroy her from the inside or whatever. So it's not that she loses confidence in herself because she's really, really good at her powers and she keeps like using them for herself. But she's like, I won't hurt anybody I care about. And in order to prevent that, I'm going to lock myself inside my room and have no feelings because my power is controlled by emotion so it's like it's like literally they're like her dad's like conceal don't feel and she's yeah. like sounds sounds baller like that's yeah the, that's the plan and it, you can tell that it's like her worst nightmare that it's something controlled by emotions and it's mm-hmm. not something that she can logically control mm-hmm. she's a very logical person she's a very logical character um <laughs> her sister is and her are night and day and I think a lot of that has to do with her house. And I think it's exacerbated by the fact that she does hide away in her room and she feels like she has to stay away from everybody. And and like in Frozen 2, when she comes outside, it's everyone's like, holy shit, she left the castle. She's outside in the sunlight. Like, it's rare for her to do that. It's not her comfort zone. It, this is not what she's meant for. She is a person who likes to be, um, she does like to be alone. But I also think, she knows Arendelle is not where she's meant to be. So she always feels this pull towards something more. And we find out more why in obviously in Frozen well, yeah. 2. And I mean, she doesn't feel that until she gets over the fear, right? Like that's yeah. the first hurdle. Because the first time she lets her hair down, she's got that top knot. And she lets it down at a bridge or whatever is when she runs away and obviously sings Let It Go, which everybody and their dog knows the song. And it's like so much of that is <laughs> Slytherin. She's like... I won't ever let them see me cry. <laughs> like, yeah, she's like, I, you know, like, fuck y'all, fuck everyone. I'll live up here in my ice palace and don't any of y'all ever come after me again. Like, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. Like, if you're really going to be like this, then I don't want to be with people. I really don't. And the only reason that she's keeping on away is because she's afraid of hurting her. Otherwise, she'd be like, yeah, Anna can come with me. I really yeah. don't care about all these people. And, and this is a like a, a great example of like a Slytherin who really deeply loves somebody else. She really deeply loves her sister. She has a great love for her. And you see this with Slytherins like there's a circle, but oftentimes if there's like a partner or a sibling or a parent or someone they really deeply um, love, it's like those traits would annoy them in another person, in another human being. But from their person, somehow it's like endearing. Like she puts up with a lot, um, in my opinion. <laughs> From Anna. Somehow this rewatch made Rachel hate Anna more, which is sad for me. I really don't hate her. And I love her voice. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, Kristen Bell. Yeah, it's a beautiful voice. Um, I just think she's a very clingy, needy person. And that's because she was a very clingy, needy um, child. She's really holding and she's back been through from a lot. what she was saying during the movie. 
Listen, this is a professional setting. <laughs> no need you to besmirch my I've name. I told Rachel that she's not allowed to go as hard on Hufflepuff, so she wants to. I won't. <laughs> not as a whole, okay? Uh-huh. But anyway. Literally today, she was like, only Cass has rights. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Even Extreme though she was yelling at the cast today, and I was getting upset at her. Dude. <laughs> Y'all just have an opposite brain from me. That's all I know. <laughs> And you scare me. <laughs> That's the other thing. You're scary. Everyone thinks you're cute little honey badgers and that you live next to the kitchens and you're so cute and you honey like to eat. Honey badgers are loyal. not gentle creatures. Nah, y'all rip my throat out. Like, I'm not. Don't listen to Lauren. I love you. I've never said anything bad. Anyway, back to Elsa. Uh, in this movie, which is more probably what we'll be pulling from, because like we said, the first one's very, very for kids. And the second one is very much like adult themes. So um, they're broken down more, I think. And so she's very much got the chosen one syndrome. And why shouldn't she? She's very <laughs> she obviously should. not chosen one. She has every right to do that. Um, and she doesn't want to pull Anna into her ship because she knows Anna can't handle it. And she doesn't want to, it's like Sam Winchester doesn't want to come outright and say to Dean, like, you can't do this because I'm like in a specific regard, I'm smarter or I'm stronger or I'm better suited for this because they know this type of Slytherin knows what's going to trigger their person. So she doesn't want to tell her that doesn't want to outright say it. So she makes decisions for her instead. <laughs> And she'll, like, just, you know, use her magic to prevent Anna from following her on her little magical solo quest. That's what she really wants to do. She's been chosen by this voice. Um, and, she, I mean, come on. She really Rachel's is the only person really who hitting can on get Frozen there. too, because we just watched it. But she does this in the first one, too, when Anna shows up at the ice castle. And she, like, does yeah, the shards the fuck of out. ice. Yeah. She does that. They do that whole song where... Um, when Anna yeah, tells like her, like, actually, Arendelle's under snow, and you did that, and she like, fr and she freaks out, and Anna's like telling her, "You can come back, and you can fix it," and she's like, "I can't, I can't, you can't, I can't, yeah, I can't she, control it." There's like severe anxiety around that, um, because I think probably a big fear for a Southern like this is a lack of control. Well, yeah, and also she already fucked up, like she shot Anna in the heart once, right? So like, her, she's just terrified. Yeah, she's almost grown up with the identity surrounding the so, fact that she's fucked up and I can never so I fuck up say, again. If I fuck, like, fuck up again, then my life's over. Yeah. I would say the first movie, her wants and needs center around. Yes. She comes into herself, accepts herself and, and faces the fear, but a lot of it revolves around Anna. Like a lot of it revolves around. I don't want to hurt my sister. I, I can't be around my sister. A I would lot say, of it yeah, is that. I would say the first movie is like repairing the relationship yeah, and, and getting this over the is, fact that she can't use her powers. Like she can use her powers. Yeah. This one's, it's a little different. This is more about Elsa really coming into Elsa. Um, and it's a really interesting study of like what a Slytherin is like when they know they've been chosen for something. They know they're special. And it's like confirmed, confirmed. It's not just like me in my head saying, but I'm not like the other girls. I'm different. Like you are. She is, obviously. And the but that's what's the for, name? That's true for all Slytherins. Yeah. <laughs> we really aren't like other girls. Oh my God. I just like <laughs> I was trying out with to guys. Come up, I was trying to come up with a Slytherin that like has claimed that and has been wrong. And I couldn't think of one. No, I think I think. First of all, the I houses are like, all Anakin. And then I was like, no, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, be careful. Be careful. <laughs> he was right that he was the right person for that job. He was the chosen one. Let me tell you something. He was yeah. right about a lot of fucking things, <laughs> but we won't go into it. <laughs> 
Number one, Anakin Defender. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true that, like, oh, man, it's a lot of very unique personalities in Slytherins. Um, I would say they definitely stick out in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways. They're often the black sheep of the family. Um, you got your Lokis. <laughs> you know got- what? I, you know what I think too. Like, because mm-hmm. you were saying earlier that Elsa's a left side. She's like Bella and Daphne. Yeah, I see like that. that sort of thing, like a quiet. Yes, and they all like know. <laughs> yeah, that I think that was my point. Like they all. What's weird though is so the left side is quieter and the right side's very loud about it. But I think the right side has a harder time believing the chosen one thing. Like they believe it, but they don't at the same time they have that slytherin paradox where they're like i'm great but wait have i manipulated the entire universe into making me great or am i actually great like loki that's, has that problem that's Whereas why the left side slytherins i think are just quietly like yeah i'm yeah i'm here i'm good like like bella is just like i'm gonna be a vampire like edward yeah. say whatever the fuck you want but i'm gonna be a vampire right and i'm gonna be the best vampire who's not even hungry for humans and i yeah. have the coolest superpower yeah <laughs> so, like there's a there's a certain confidence on the left side uh, that slowly wanes when <laughs> you go more right. I think that's why like Steve Rogers is a perfect middle of the road one because mm-hmm. while he has all the confidence in the world while he's a little dude, Do we have a he doesn't have the road? strength to match it right until side. he's physical. Huh? We have him farther right side, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I, I feel like he's ver- like a very good example of what you're talking about. Um, how he has both inside of him and both of them, both traits are really obvious in him because he, you know, when he gets like, when Tony gets on him about like everything special about you came out of a bottle or whatever, you can see that it hits like that hurts because he's it's something he probably really yeah, fucking he, grapples with. I think with. he's he's farther right side. Yeah, but it's but it's a problem because he already was had the left side trait of like Bella, of Elsa, of Nat, where he's like, I know I'm good. I know I'm the best person for this. I know I am. I really am. But then that right side kicks in where he's like, Well, did everything I special think, about me well, that bottle? I think he's naturally right side, but I think what happened is he. <laughs> He didn't have the super serum and then he did have the super serum. Yeah. So he's yeah. a good, I, I think he's a good example of showing like both in a, in a Slytherin. I can't think of another one that really shows it because they're very either or. Um, you see a lot of it I'm in trying Sam, to think of somebody in Sam who's Winchester. in the middle. You see a lot of it in Sam, Sam Winchester kind of too. The middle. Like yeah. kind of the middle. Very much so where he straight up says, I think I'm special and chosen for this and then later we'll be like i'm just a fucking disappointment actually (laughs) like he really grapples with it um and listen elsa has a really hard time with her powers too and she comes into them and that's great and she gets a really really good harness on them but then in in frozen 2 you see her take it too far so there's an example of what happens when a slytherin just pushes and pushes and pushes and goes too far like i think they have a hard time pulling back Mm-hmm. Because they know what they're doing is is right, quote unquote, right, like for them, for their mission, for what they want. Um, but yeah, you can go too far and turn into an icicle, and then <laughs> like you no can't, one can I help feel, you. So um, you know, they made "Into the Unknown" the banner song for Frozen Two, and I think they screwed up a little because I think "Show Yourself" is a way better song and a way more like impactful song that like tells the story of what this movie's about or whatever. I told Rachel right before it started, I was like, "Oh, I might start crying," and she was like, "Okay." <laughs> And then we watch the whole thing and it ends and she's like, fuck, why doesn't he do that? (laughs) Yeah, I immediately was like, it's right after they show her mother. And yeah, she says, that's the I'm part found. that gets me when she's yeah, when she's like, that, you are she's like, you are the one you've been waiting for all of your life. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, 
you know, when <laughs> okay. Idina Menzel hits that fucking note in the I Am Found part, it's like, yeah. you might as well have put me on Broadway in a seat, like listening yeah. to the orchestra swell with this incredible, like it, it's such a crazy yeah, invoking of emotions. Under it is harmonizing, like you oh, are shit, the bro. one you've been yeah. waiting for. Yeah. All of my, yeah, because the whole song is no, about like she's like, yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, because that's what the whole song is, right? She's like, I know there's something more for me out there, and I know there's more. Like she thinks that there's other people like me, and she's like, I'm gonna connect. I'm gonna connect with this part of myself and somebody who understands. And then she gets there, and it's like it's you. You just have to be, you just have to love you. And it's like the whole, like Slytherins always have that. Like we have it deep inside ourselves, but Elsa has been like bogged up with like this love for Anna and this like fear. And then she was like, okay, now the fear's gone. And now I'm just going to be the best queen that I can be for my kingdom. Cause I owe it to them. Cause I was like locked in my room all my life and like, and you know, and all this shit happened or whatever. And then this happens where she's like, this voice is calling her. It's going, ah, and she's like, I can't follow it because I might screw up what I have here. But she does. She's like, but I have to. I have to do it. And it, she gets there and it's like, it's you. Just love, like, do you. And she's like, I am going to do me. I'm not going to be Queen of Arendelle anymore. I'm going to go live in the forest. Yeah. She's like, fucking finally, I can get out of here. She like did not want to be queen there. So, yeah. And you know what? She's, she was so happy when she could just let her powers out and be free and she didn't have to hide anymore like she's not a people person because of this um but i think frozen 2 repairs that because she she you know then goes to protect the forest and protect the people in the forest and um she then has no problem socializing and using her powers like she's fully a well-rounded character like a healed character at the mm -hmm. end i think it was a very nice journey it, if you just watch frozen one it doesn't feel like it's complete so it's really nice that they yeah they i mean it. It, it's complete in the sense that you're like okay it's the beginning can, of a healing yeah, journey but i mean yeah but and i mean it is complete in the sense like especially for kids where you can be like the sisters are back sure. together and they're fine now and you can like kind, that's why i also think like frozen 2 is so much for adults because like frozen gives that happy ending we're like oh the sisters are back together and they only need each other and it's like no you need to also you need to be complete in yourself too like you're exactly. not just here for other people so from an adult perspective it felt incomplete in that yeah. regard and then frozen 2 completes it especially for elsa yeah. but i think also for anna i think we can yes. move into anna yeah we can i uh, gave away her house earlier accidentally i so. did too <laughs> i did too i was like we oh. wanted to jump the gun on you being a hufflepuff hater um <laughs> bro i said elsa could probably be the hufflepuff because it reminds her of it's fine. I had a whole conversation about how you watched Anna and then ran about did. hitting Hufflepuffs. Yeah, it's fine. I you gave it away. Did. I gave it away. If you and, missed and, it, you're unobservant. And, <laughs> and probably not one of those scary Hufflepuffs we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, we were just, like, I completely, I said it and I was like, oh, shit, let me get the timestamp for Hannah later. No. Uh, okay, good, good, no. good. Yeah, no, This episode's going to be man. an hour tops. Hannah and I want to get back to Once Upon a Time, which we're Rachel. for my birthday. Rachel and I, not Hannah. <laughs> Hannah's listening. I'm, I'm staring much at shorter. Rachel. You are much shorter. <laughs> um, I'm just focusing on Killian Jones right now. All right. Um, <laughs> I feel like you should wait until we have alcohol tomorrow, but okay. I just um, want to introduce him. Okay. Like, and, then, <laughs> and then we will drink all day tomorrow. Oh, right. Um, back to Anna. Yeah. Do they have a last name? Um, not that I know of. All right, cool. So Anna, no name. Of Arendelle. Of Arendelle. <laughs> 
Yeah. Huh. Anna is definitely a Hufflepuff. She's a classic case 100%. of Hufflepuff. She, you know, very sweet, very, um, like, kind and just and all the things you want in a queen, right? Um, and then on the flip side, like, really, really desperately needs her sister and really desperately needs a sense of community because she's been locked up in a fucking castle her whole life with nobody but pictures and dreams like photo portraits on a wall and her dreams yeah and, and her, her sister went open the door trying to fix her sister who did not need fixing in the first place so she's been ignored and unappreciated yeah. and she hasn't felt like she's part of anything but she's yeah a and also need. like from her point of view she had this really 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 good relationship with her sister and then one day it was just like gone like it, out I mean, of it's, nowhere it's true it's Elsa fair for her to feel that her. way yeah uh, it's actually really fucking rough when you watch that little kid go through that and the want to build a snowman song like yeah. that. That makes me cry in the first movie, too. I feel really bad for her. Um, so you can see how that manifested out like through her house. She, oh, yeah. She I mean, she didn't get bitter about it. What, she turned into a romantic, basically. Yes, she, she turned into a I will find somebody who will complete me, will be my community, whatever she was looking for. She was looking Connection. for a place to belong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Hans immediately. She was like, done. Let's get married. We you noticed she each calls, other sandwiches. She calls him her ex. Yeah. They I know. had been I together 24 hours, though, girl. No, it wasn't really like. <laughs> I was like, Anna, babe, yeah, that's not right. an ex. Is. <laughs> but I mean, he was very impactful. So I, I guess I'll give her that as a pass. Uh, but yeah, the very nature of her falling for that, I wouldn't say is a very Hufflepuff thing because everyone fell for it, fell for it with him. He was a very good actor. But I will say that because she's the kind of Hufflepuff who is a romantic, she's it's rose colored glasses on everything and everybody because she wants to believe that there's more for her, not necessarily outside of the castle. She's like, come on in. We can be friends in here. I don't care. She just needs people wherever you want to be somewhere in her life. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Just be like, where do you want to go? I'll be there. (laughs) Like, you know. Right. So then when Elsa runs off in the first movie, that's why it's so right. I also think it's why Kristoff is good for her because Kristoff is right away like that's stupid. <laughs> she's like, he's a himbo. Yeah. Well, he's a himbo, but he's like, you know, he, she, he's, she's like telling him what's happening. He's like, so you're about to marry somebody that you just met. And she's yeah. like, yeah. And he's like, you don't even know anything about them. Like, how can you be in love with them? She's like, cause I just feel, and he's like, no, <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're crazy. Which sister. is funny considering his house, but you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, you got to know some things about them. <laughs> you're like, no, just a little bit. Just a little bit. She's like, but he's handsome. <laughs> like, I cannot justify this simpage. Like, there needs yeah. to be a justification. Justify the simping. Yeah. Um, Which, yeah, I so- mean, her justification is I will literally take anybody who wants to be around me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But then, but Which she is really sad. But, but you she know. doesn't immediately romanticize Kristoff. And that's because the minute she steps foot into that forest to look for her sister, her journey begins into her coming into herself. And she doesn't have the rose colored glasses anymore. Now it's I have to find my sister. Uh, this is a problem. I need it fixed. I want our relationship repaired. She is my community. Like, like Elsa is that for her at that point in her life. And it feels like everything was ripped away from her. I also wonder so. if it's a bit like. I mean, Hans was super easy because Hans was trying to manipulate her. But like Christoph was like not immediately like, oh, you know, into her and like sunny and cheerful or whatever. He was like pushing back at her. And I almost wonder if she was like, I only have the energy for one relationship that's going to be pushed back. <laughs> and it's entirely focused on my sister. <laughs> like everybody else just needs to be with me right away. Like all or whatever is hugely developed in the second one. Mm hmm. 
she literally shoves Kristoff out of the way the whole fucking movie. She's like, that's my sister. I have to go to my sister. And her sister is like, Anna, it's fine. Like, I need to go and do this on my own. I just need to make sure you're protected. Like, this is the other thing we were saying about Elsa the whole time. She just stares at them and she's like, okay, are you guys safe and happy? Perfect. I'm off on my fucking adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's Elsa. Yeah. Um, but Anna wants her there. Like, th- throughout yeah. most of that's mo- like, except I think until that's the end. A, like, their fundamental, like, incompatibility that Elsa's sure. like, I can handle myself. Like, I'll, I promise I'll come back. And Anna's like, I don't know if you'll come back. <laughs> that's the right. problem. But yeah, but no, there's a whole, like, um, I mean, Elsa push physically pushes away and does not allow to allow her to go to the Atahala. Is that what their mm. river's called? Yeah. So like she goes on her own and then ends up going too deep and dies or whatever. Um, and Anna knows she dies because she's with Olaf and Olaf disappears, who's being kept alive by Elsa's magic. So Elsa, di- or Elsa dies and then Olaf disappears. And then Anna has a really, really, really sad song about grief, which is way too adult for any children, where she's like, I literally have nothing left to live for anymore because Elsa is my guiding star, but all I can keep doing is the next right thing. Like I just have to, yeah. which is, and it's an extremely Very Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff song. Yeah. That's like, oh, I want to die. But, all, but the right, th- I just have to keep doing the right thing. Like one step at a time, the next right thing, the next right thing. Um, yeah. I would say a similarity between Hufflepuffs and Slytherin is a super huge need to control. Um, but the way this manifests in the sisters is that Elsa has a need to control her own powers and herself and her destiny. And Anna has a need to control the people around her to stop them from leaving, <laughs> to stop them from doing things that'll get them hurt or, or like, yeah, from leaving her. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world to not want your family to leave you, right? Like you want them around. I get that. Um, but she's obviously very insecure about it, too, because Kristoff says a bunch of bumbling, dumbass boy things to her. And she's like, what do you mean? Want to be with someone else? What does that mean? You think I'm crazy? Like, she obviously has some insecure problems, some insecurities that um, I think she fleshes out by the end of the movie. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can, um, another, like, Slytherin Hufflepuff thing, too, is, like, when Elsa's like, hey, you should be queen. Like, I like I want to go do the forest stuff, you know? Like, and, you know, yeah. that's what she wants to do. And Elsa, and Anna's just like, really? Okay. like feels nothing about it they do her coronation it's not even a huge deal she's just like oh you guys dressed up for me and then she yeah (laughs) you know like it's not even a thing she's just like oh anna elsa thought i would be good at this so i'm gonna do it yeah it's no it's not even really yeah it's not Uh, she's a soldier that's been given a mission and this (laughs) is what a lot of hufflepuffs are She's been given a role. She's found her role in well, her community. Well, she does that She's too when Elsa sends her the message about their grandfather building yep. the dam to be a dick. She, and they're like, you have to destroy it in order to put things back to rights. She's literally like, that's the next right thing. I really wonder what would have happened if she had done all that and then like the adventure was over and Elsa was not alive again. Like, I feel like she would have might have been done, you know, like with yeah. life. Not great for Disney, but that's what they implied there. So- it is. So blame yourselves. Um, yeah, she just, um, she needs her sister. She does. I don't think, I think well, she comes she into needs herself something in to a keep lot of ways. Doing, but I think Elsa is the person who gives her the thing to do. But so I think this is also a huge reason that Disney gave Anna another person and didn't give Elsa, because Elsa doesn't need anybody else. Mm-hmm. She really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Anna needs Elsa someone. Elsa would eat somebody up. Like, she, like, they would annoy her. She doesn't yeah. want anybody else. 
No, Anna needs people. And she needed Sven and she needed Olaf and it really killed yeah, her. I also when think Olaf Elsa, le- like Elsa's melted away. got like a caretaker personality where she's like, I have to like that's if somebody comes into her circle, she's not right. necessarily respond, but I have I have to take care of them, which is a still darn thing. And she's like, Anna is enough to take care of, and she's brought in all these other people that I don't care about that I have to take care of. Like- and then she does she does genuinely come to care for them. Yeah. You know, she doesn't like you see it in fight. She tells them to get behind her and she's right. like very, very protective. Um, but clearly Anna's the favorite there. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. It's her sister. Nobody will ever supersede that, yeah. No. We were wondering though, both of us have two brothers. Like we neither of us have any sisters. Yeah. We were wondering, like, suck. is the sister dynamic very much like this? Because all my friends who've had sisters, they like rip each other's hair out and <laughs> <laughs> sisters throw bleach on each other's clothes because sisters can be like the other this. one was taking her shit like <laughs> this is a very loving example of sisters so i'd like to know how realistic tell us that about is. your sisters tell us about your sisters Start brilliant at gmail.com <laughs> um i think yeah i think we rounded out anna too well look yeah. at us go yeah we told you guys this Dang. one was gonna be fast well it is a kids movie and it's yeah. quick um but they're but they're very deep they're they very are. deep I feel uh, like a lot of my not having a lot to say on it is you just watch the movie and th- this is the house that they are. Just do me a favor. Like, I don't go know back what and to- watch. If, if not Frozen 1, if you feel like you've seen it enough, just go watch Frozen 2 again. And and remember that Rachel and Lauren told you it's a Slytherin <laughs> and a Hufflepuff and you'll you'll be watching it like, you. damn. We told you. That really is a Slytherin. Right, like, so, you'll see it. So Kristoff. Kristoff, <laughs> my boy. We were watching his 80s pop ballad, which is right, really the all, only thing that he has in Frozen 2. Yeah. That's my boy. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That shit, I uh-huh. had no recollection of it until I just <laughs> watched it today. I don't know why. I completely forgot that that happened. You were happened. like, I'm going I'm to forget this and save it for later so for a special treat. I was fucking watching this and I heard like a Bon Jovi riff. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is awesome. What is this, sir? And I was like, oh, they're going to give him like a two sec. No. No, my boy is out here, hair flowing, double-sided queen, black background with the reindeer, like <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody ass. Like it, he went off, boy, and he went he off. He did this whole thing, and then it's over. And Rachel's like, "Oh, that was all in his head." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which makes sense because he's a Gryffindor. Um, but she was also she- like, "So the reason that he goes into this or whatever, it's this whole song about like when Anna's gone, he's lost in the woods and like he can't exist without Anna or whatever." And it's because he's been trying to propose to her and he keeps botching up the proposal, so he doesn't really get to propose. Like he pulls out the ring and she doesn't know that he's proposing. Like she doesn't realize. So he sets up this whole elaborate proposal, and then Elsa needs Anna, and she's like, "Where'd Kristoff go?" And they're like, "He went off with some a bunch of reindeer." She's like, "So he just left without telling me?" Like, fine, I like can't find him i gotta go so she leaves and he gets this whole elaborate proposal ready and then this woman shows up and is like on a left and he's like oh my god and then he sings this song and rachel was like it's not this serious <laughs> like there's nothing not. for him to be singing about <laughs> and lauren looks over at me and she's like is this what it's like being in your head all the time <laughs> like in all of your heads like is this a gryffindor's brain your response like, yeah. to every little because it matters it matters deeply to him and he's fucking it up and he realized how much it means to him and that can only manifest itself in song and dance <laughs> <laughs> in your head with talking reindeer all the world's a stage so <laughs> i was actually telling lauren i don't i don't know why this came up but i was telling her a story the other day i'm like yeah when i was a child I listened to Mariah Carey on repeat on a CD player in the back of my dad's minivan. And when 
I would sing loudly alongside it in my headphones, but I would sing really loud. And my parents would be like trying to grab it from me and screaming. And my two brothers would be trying to like pile drive me into a window to get out of my hands. And I'd be like, nope. And I'd jump into the trunk and like the trunk of a minivan, obviously. And I would sing even louder because like, you're going to hear my concert. You're going to be entertained. <laughs> I simply want to entertain. And <laughs> so, like, Christoph, he's like, I don't know how else. But it was all for himself. This. It was all in his head. He was, yeah, but that's the thing. It it's really about better. entertaining yourself first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. You get a Dean and Winchester. Entertaining yourself it's about the, entertaining you. Through the sadness. Look, how many references does Dean Winchester make to movies and music that no the one else he gets? gets. Yeah. He doesn't care. No, that's that's for him. It's yes, for him. Relates so he hard to that. to himself. I don't care if you get it. I made myself laugh. <laughs> I'm hilarious. So, And I think Christoph's <laughs> really like that too. <laughs> You Christoph know he's over like there that. when he was in the fucking sled with her and was like, what's his foot size about Hans? And Anna's like, yeah. I don't know what that means. And he's sitting yeah. over there like, hey. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So we were making the connection between him and other Gryffindors. And I, I had brought up Nick Miller. If you've watched New Girl or heard our episode, we've talked about Nick Miller and his friend Tran. Now they speak two completely different languages and Nick cannot understand a word that Tran says. We don't know if Tran can understand Nick because Tran doesn't talk no, back. No, but Tran, Tran doesn't speak. He's just silent. He d- that's what I'm saying because yeah. Tran doesn't talk back. He doesn't speak at all. Yeah. So he, it's just Nick looking at him like, uh, you're always right, buddy. To a, a completely dead, quiet man. He's like receiving he responses in his, his brain. For it to be whatever answer he wants. Yeah, no, he, whatever no, answer he it wants. It works. He's right. <laughs> he does hear what Tran is thinking. So it's the same thing with Kristoff and Sven. And he's right. He no, hears but he has everything that conversation with thinking. that guy. He's like, you just hear what they're thinking and then you <laughs> say it. That's because that guy was a Gryffindor too. Yeah, uh-huh. That's why they were besties right away. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't think so? No, I, just, I felt they were a little gay. I was getting a little gay vibe from them. But yeah, they could be It can be that too. It's whatever. There's chemistry one way or another. But I think that other man was a Gryffindor. Talking to fucking animals, just understanding them. I mean, anyway, it's a connection that I was like, huh, yeah. I don't see this with other houses. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe Ravenclaws, which is there's a weird overlap with Ravenclaws and Gryffindor. Like, I see that with Phoebe Buffet. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> but yeah, so that was funny. Um, his whole connection to Sven is... So Gryffindor, like he, that's his buddy. He doesn't need anything, anybody else. Mm. It's like, well, he like lives, he was alone with Sven. He was orphaned or whatever. Do you remember? <laughs> Olaf's the beginning like, of the first movie. He's like oh, that I'm little Christoph. boy. I have to go talk to some trolls about my childhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my deep unseated trauma about like being an orphan. <laughs> furthering the obviousness that he's a Gryffindor. He's he has trauma being raised with his fucking that rocks whole in the woods. song that the trolls sing in the first so movie. So he's a bit of a where fixer. Yeah, so there's so a few mean. bugs. Like they're like, yeah, you take them. Like, so mean. He actually is wonderful. It. He's like, you're you're right. Like, yeah. Well, because we can take it. He's like, I'm a little <laughs> dirty orphan boy, and my best friend's a reindeer. <laughs> oh my god, and a talking reindeer, and people are like, he doesn't talk, and he's like, to you, <laughs> <laughs> he talks just fine to yeah, me, buddy. He loves me, <laughs> and I love that Olaf just gets this. He just understands. He's like. He, he's like, Sven is reading me a bedtime story tonight, not you. Mm-hmm. It's coming through in Sven's voice. So yeah. obviously, this And is he Sven. does a he's... great Kristoff voice. <laughs> I fucking love Olaf. <laughs> All right. So Kristoff, what else? What else? What else? That's, he really doesn't have a well, lot. Well, it's also the fact that he's, we were talking about this too. We've been talking about a lot about Emma Swan lately. 
It is a, mm, a need to not want responsibility. Mm-hmm. We do not like I'm speaking. I speak for all of us when I say we don't want more responsibility than we've put on ourselves and that we feel that we can take because we think we're going to fuck it up and we don't want to be responsible for your pain for anyone's also pain, like, because whatever. every little thing you feel responsible for like you do not Already. need to be <laughs> doing that. Yeah, don't add more shit onto me. So Kristoff uh, isn't going off on the adventures. He's playing support in both movies like he's on a support and he's also support. And he's, yeah, not, he'll he's, do anything not the, he's not the love interest. No. Like the sisters are love interest for each other. I read a whole paper about that in college. I'll tell you right now. Nice. Yeah. She means platonic when Cess fans get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get the hell out of here. Stop. Stop. <laughs> You're going to make the girl who was mad that we called Sam and Dean stupid come back for us. <laughs> they are stupid. Stupid idiots. <laughs> I'm rewatching right now. I've never been more confident that they're stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sam just hit a dog. What a fucking That's idiot. That's his story. <laughs> Sam Winchester, you moron. You're out there listening to this. Get a haircut. Uh, so we were just talking about that. I'm seeing it a lot on Once Upon a Time, too. This whole Gryffindor issue. It's like, yo, I torture myself enough. Please don't put more on my plate because I'm going to fuck it up. And then I'm going to have more to torture myself about. And you're really pissing me off. And in Christoph's case, he's like, I've been raised by rocks. And my best friend is a reindeer. Like, do you think I need more problems? I don't. But I'm big and burly and loyal, and I'll take you through the forest. I just want to marry this pretty girl yeah. who says that she loves me and will never leave me. And let me tell you, let me just tell you something. I want you to go through our list of Gryffindors, and I want you to tell you uh, tell me who amongst us would not belt out in an '80s ballad about something completely dramatic and ridiculous. And I don't know why. Who wouldn't do that? This is why. I don't know if I ever told you guys this. My favorite genre of music is '80s ballads. Mm-hmm. It's my it's my favorite genre. You've told like, me. Have I? Yeah. I fucking love hair metal. I love anything, but they got the long hair and the leather pants. And they're just screaming from the heart, brother. It's amazing every time. So, I, I mean, I had already felt that Kristoff was a Gryffindor, but when his song was that, I was like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's literally it's like, great. I'm lost without you. She literally like went. <laughs> Rachel's like, he's sitting here singing this instead of going after her. Yeah, because he like, had to sit and get process up and walk. Like, <laughs> Completely in his own head, the whole thing. He didn't move a muscle. Man, I get that maladaptive daydreaming. I do that shit too. <laughs> I understand him. That's my man, Kristoff. I love him. Um, okay, and then we've got, we really only got Olaf and Sven left. You could do Hans too, I guess. Fuck that guy. Yeah, well, fuck him, but yeah. Well, what, Ravenclaw? Yeah, he's a Ravenclaw. He's a fucking yeah. psychopath. Like, I don't know what to- <laughs> That doesn't mean he's necessarily automatically a Ravenclaw, but like what? He's the youngest of seven sons, so he won't be getting any land or anything like that. So he decides what he's going to do is go over to another country Rifta. and, you know, marry the first eligible, gullible girl that he can find. Um, and then- <laughs> Dude, and he's so cruel about it, too. Like, he didn't have to be that mean about it. He could have just been like, you know, like, sorry, but I was here for the money. But he's literally like Anna's dying. And he's like, he gets so, cold, so close man. to kissing her and then is inches from her lips and is like, if only somebody loved you. Because I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, a Slytherin or a Hufflepuff would just get right to it, right? Oh, yeah. But a Ravenclaw and a Gryffindor, they're going to make it fucking dramatic. For why? I don't know. Because it's fun for them. Like, what There's, I like. It is. And I think I think 
I think what makes him a Ravenclaw too is like this whole thing was unfolding for him, right? Like he had mm-hmm. no way of knowing that Elsa was like some witch with frozen powers, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. This happened, and he was like, "Oh, I'll watch the I'll watch the kingdom for you." And he's like, "It's slowly unfolding around him," and he's just doing like the Regina smile. He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just all <laughs> happening for me, right?" So then smile. he's like, "So then you know, you like he didn't have to do anything. Like the, all this stuff is being handed to him. Like all yeah. he had to do was tell." Anna that he loved her the first time he saw her. And then all this stuff is being, and so, you know, he's sitting there having to do none of the work. He's like, this is what I'm going to do. She's going to come back and she's, she's going to try to kiss me. She's going to try to kiss me. And when she tries to kiss me, I'm going to go, I'm going to lean in. I'm going to go to kiss her. I'm be like, oh yeah, yeah. You need true love's kiss. And I'm going to be like, if only somebody loved you. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, he's thinking about that the entire time. Yep. Just getting his little chessboard ready. Yeah, it's all and then also deep. the reason that I know he's a Ravenclaw is because um, Elsa was on the ice, fucking crying over Anna being frozen, and he was about to stab her with a sword Yo, from behind. Gryffindor would have been in front of you, being like, "Ha ha, I won!" Like Ravenclaw's yeah. like, "Not, not, not doing any of that. I'm gonna sneaky snap her in the back." It's I have all no about honor. strategy and no opportunity. Honor. Yep, That's I just want the kingdom. That is a lot to do with Ravenclaw House strategy. An opportunity when they t- see an opportunity for power. Yep. Whoop, gonna take that. Yep. Especially uh, they like power. I mean, his. Especially if they I like assume, power. yeah, his, his, you know, system or whatever was probably power, something to do with having a tiny, tiny dick because his brothers sure. were all older than him. We're having a lot of. It's so interesting, too, how their systems can be the same, but they can treat it so differently. Like we're mm. watching Once Upon a Time right now and we're talking about characters. Um, and and you know we have Stephen Strange, who we his system is basically power, but he's so different than like I don't think Stephen's evil. He's just like yeah. like Rachel no, said not. today. <laughs> Christine is like Christine is like what you love power more than me? Yeah, shut up, Christine. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, Christine's like, I'm like able there to are love th- you because I have so much power. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like that with some of them. Um, what side of the loop-de-loop are they on? I don't know. They're I a fucking, fucking roller coaster. Yeah. But it's very much, she's like, there's things that are more important. Like, there's things that you can still be happy about. He's like, what, like you? <laughs> and it's it's very that with but this dude, so, too. It's so interesting for them, though, because it's like power is a means to something else. Like, Steven, Correct. we saw, like, power was a way for him to be able to keep Christine. But, like, he got yeah. so caught up in it. Like, eh. But in the end, you see that she's what, she, what he actually <laughs> did want. It's just upset. that. <laughs> About Doctor Strange, Multiverse oh. of Madness again, because that Christine should have come back with him. Like, I agree. <laughs> I fully agree with you. I yeah, it's very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well Hans is Ravenclaw. We do have another Ravenclaw on the docket. Got to spend the reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here like, what are you talking? <laughs> She's gone. She's away from the mic. I can't fucking hear a word she just said. She's just laughing. <laughs> you like that intro to Sven? <laughs> She's gone, bro. It's just me here. I'll wait for her rebuttal. <laughs> I'm here. Can you not hear me? I can hear you. Just for like, it was just yeah, laughter. I said I can't believe that's <laughs> you intro. Yeah, yeah. There's another. I don't. I don't know what to say about. Yeah, Sven. I started him on vibes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean he doesn't. Kristoff says what he's thinking for us. So, yeah, that is a Ravenclaw Slytherin, uh, Ravenclaw Gryffindor bestie situation. <laughs> I don't need to further elaborate. And then we've got Olaf. <laughs> You get no leverage. Just watch the movie. Um, yeah, we were we were posing earlier whether Olaf is too young to sort because he, because he's a baby. Yeah, he's a baby. But 
throughout the movie, Rachel was like, this is my child. So, And then my child came home from school and Lauren got to see how that's really. I know your child. (laughs) No, but I mean, like, directly after seeing Olaf. Oh, okay. You got to see her be side like, oh, I see, I see. It's just because, like, he's so easily distracted, but he, everything is a positive, like, sweet, rosy this view of everything. This all makes sense when I am older. Exactly. <laughs> he's very cute. Um, and I just think he must be a Hufflepuff. A I just, just think he must be. Hufflepuff, yeah. I think he's very, um, he wants to be useful and helpful. That's what I see. Like he's constantly guiding them and helping them and lending we, um, a hand. There was one moment in the movie. It's when Elsa tricks them. She like shoves them in an ice boat basically mm-hmm. and, like, and shoves them away so they can't follow her. Um, and Anna's like freaking out about it and getting pissy. And then Olaf's like, you need to you need to calm down. And she's like, what? And she's like, cause he was like, no, because I'm mad too. And Anna was like, yeah, she did a very, very bad thing. And it was like yeah. two Hufflepuffs like validating each other's anger. Yeah. Like, I'm allowed to be angry. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. They're like, just are you like yelling about the injustice of it all yeah. like, to each other? A very, very bad thing was done to us. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, my God. I have to tell you the other day. <laughs> so we have an elf on the shelf and my <laughs> husband threatened to touch it like as a joke. And my daughter remembered this. She was like very upset by this. And she sent him a text and she's like the middle of the day, completely <laughs> fucking unrelated to anything going on. She goes, you know, you're very naughty, daddy, for trying to touch the elf. That is not the right thing to do. But she spelled naughty, N-O-T-Y. <laughs> very naughty. You're very naughty, daddy. Exactly like Peppa Pig. Uh, so she's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. You know, we're still. She's still got a couple of years, I guess, if she if things shake out differently. She's gonna get worse. <laughs> she's gonna get worse. <laughs> it's what you deserve for not understanding them. This is listen to me. This is the universe trying to teach me about them, and it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm learning a lot. I'm obviously like I love my child more than anything in this world. So um, don't take any Hufflepuff slander seriously because I got I literally birthed one. Uh, I fucking one came out of me. Yeah, for real. I made that shit. Uh, I guess that's what happens. We have to start studying parentage. We really and children. do. Well, we I, were kind of doing that with Once Upon a Time. We were being fascinated we were doing by it a little it. bit with Star Wars too. Yeah. Well, Star Wars is a pretty easy get because it's like a Slytherin and a Gryffindor beget a Gryffindor and a Slytherin twin set, mm-hmm. and then the Gryffindor and the Slytherin made a a kid. That I can't say the house of because mm-hmm. we haven't sorted them yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's a very see, easy lineage to follow in that family. The Skywalker family's just <laughs> Slytherins and Gryffindors all fucking each other and, and making more of themselves. I, yeah. I have to say, uh, there might be something to a Ravenclaw and a Gryffindor coupling that produces making a, Hufflepuff. a Hufflepuff. Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think it can only either be a, a Hufflepuff or a Slytherin. <laughs> uh, to make a Hufflepuff? No, it's like from a Ravenclaw Gryffindor pairing because Ravenclaws and Gryffindors are so similar but different in really like um, well, insane ways. Well, I think Gryffindor, ways. Gryffindor can make Hufflepuff too. Probably. Mm. The feeling houses, those genes can come <laughs> out. Uh, we'll study this further and get yeah, back to you. There's a science day. to this, obviously. They're Just definitely, like our I'm not fucking kidding you. I'm not either. We will figure it out. You get the whiteboard it's out. It's genetic. Now, <laughs> uh, we're going to go back upstairs and watch some more of the show yeah. and we'll mm-hmm. discuss further mm-hmm. because we have a pairing on the show that... Um, then has a there you know like has a child who gets into a pairing and it's very interesting to see how the house manifests that way so this is a topic we will be revisiting yes 
I'm not bad. But I think that's it for Frozen. That is. That really is. Um, I don't think anybody would want to hear anything else about Frozen. There's no one else. Yeah. Well, I like mean, it's there's not really. Character. It's two hour and a half long movies. It's three hours total with content. We covered the main cast. We're good. We did. No, I think. Well, I mean, like, I don't really think we went that deep into them. But like you said earlier, it's a Disney movie. Like, what? I think it's. And <laughs> also, all you need to do is watch it. Like, you, you know? need to watch it. But also, it's a very quick. Di- mm, they, they can, you can have very quick discussions about them because of the length of the films. And because they're not in every scene. So right. <laughs> you have a limited amount of screen time. Right. And I mean, listen, our movie episodes tend to be slightly shorter. Also this true. Is our, we're back from break. So give also us a true. break. Um, in two weeks from now, we're going to have a guest that we've never had before. Her name is Nish. Yeah. She might tell you her name is something different, but it's Nish. Never call her <laughs> Nish. Um, we're going to do X-Files. We're shit sorting. because Yeah, we've I, never seen X-Files. I, I've never seen X-Files. I know a lot about it. Um, and we know a lot of you guys love because X-Files. Because the Scully and Mulder, well, X-Files influenced Supernatural as a show, obviously. Um, but I, I heard a lot. I think Buffy too. Well, yeah. But I heard a lot about Scully and Mulder and how that ship became canon when we were talking about Destiel when that show was on the can air. Can I tell you what I think they're going to be? Just from seeing no. pictures of them? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what I think they're going to be based on the very limited amount that I know about them. I don't um, know anything about them, but I'm going to tell you I know, in a second okay. what I well, think they are from pictures. The yeah. So, but Nish will be here. We're shit sorting that. Um, we have to record that like this weekend. We should text Nish. Anyway, not this weekend <laughs> that I'm here, but next weekend. Yes, um, we'll get We'll get yeah. it. Don't worry. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what you will be hearing. That's what we're doing. Um, we're pretty excited. We have our entire schedule for the year blocked out and are already getting mad because there were like four shows that we meant to put on there and we didn't. So <laughs> it's okay. I got to say 2024 um, Stranger Things will be out. It's true. And that's going to be the year that I make goddamn sure I that we do every really show wanted you wanted to do. watch 30 Rock. Um, I told Rachel this, and then we made the schedule. 30 Rock is not on the list. We'll get you it. We'll get you it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I guess. But this might be the year we do Buffy, I'll give you so a get excited. for fucking February, because um, Lauren's going to watch House of Dragons. So for all of you that Woo! have been chomping at the bit for us to do Game of Thrones, which Rachel says I'm never allowed to do, but I think we should do it. Um, <laughs> I just think it's a huge, violent commitment. <laughs> I've watched the first season. Um, but You're free to watch whatever you want. You okay. Go ahead. Well. Uh, definitely gonna watch House of Dragon though, because I did want to watch it. I like the Targaryens. Uh, and then Ant Man comes out, which Rachel is so excited for. She loves Marvel. Um, anyway, that's what <laughs> what you have in store. Now we're beholden to it. Now Ant Man can't be I taken love off Paul the list. Rudd. What? I love Paul Rudd. I like Scott Lang. Do you not like Scott Lang? He's a cutie. He's, he's fine. And fucking Cat Newton's in it. There's our supernatural connection. Yay. It's going to launch her Hollywood career. Why are you saying you like that? I want to do 30 Rock. Anyway, it's I want to do 30 Rock too. You want to watch 30 Rock? She yesterday was like, let's just cut all the Marvel movies and watch 30 Rock, Arrested Development, and fucking what was the other thing that you wanted to do? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I was like, so you want to cut movies and watch four plus seasons of a show, and then she started freaking about, it th- about the stuff that we already have on the list. Like in October, we're rewatching two shows and both of those shows are six plus seasons. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. shut up. Uh-huh. That's enough of that. Uh-huh. Nobody cares about this stuff, Lauren. You're embarrassing yourself. I, okay. So <laughs> I'm going to say goodbye here. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. And please, obviously, let us know what you think. Go ahead, find us on Twitter at sob underscore pod and vote in the polls that will be up or will probably already. Yeah. When you hear this. 
Then in a day or two, I will put up a poll. I want to see if y'all agree with us. So we'll catch you over there and on the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sort of Brilliant. If our sorting choices inspired any rage or excitement, we'd love to hear from you. We're open to feedback, suggestions for characters to sort, and solid counter arguments with citations. Never forget your citations. You can find us hanging out on Twitter and Instagram at SOB underscore pod or shoot us an email at sortofbrilliant at gmail.com. And since we're not above begging, please rate and subscribe to Sort of Brilliant on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please share our posts on social media. And if you're a Gryffindor, maybe you'll inspire sorting fights among your own friend group. The theme music is Hot Shot by Scott Holmes. Can't wait to sort with you again next time. Bye.